0: Hey friends, welcome to another edition of the Tennis and Vehicles podcast. This is your host, Funch, and joining me today, I have a very special guest, a friend of mine, uh, part of the popcorn tennis community, and uh, he hosts the WTA Weekly Show, uh, does a a fantastic job. Uh, His name is Nick Carter. Nick is from uh, the UK, he's a really big tennis fan, and uh, I'm here to talk with him about all things WTA draw-related at the French Open. So hey Nick, how are you right now?
1: I, I am doing very well. Thanks, Vance. Very well. I am very excited to be here. Tennis and Bagels um, was one of the first uh, kind of podcasts I was listening to as I was really getting heavily into uh, the ten- the online tennis community um, and sort of interacting with you and Owen and Andre and uh, others from um, others online. And it's it's really exciting to be on this show Um after knowing you guys for a couple of years. So it's, it's yeah, I'm really looking forward to chatting about Roland Garros, which the hype is really building for this tournament and I'm really enjoying being swept up in it.
0: Yeah, uh, certainly excited to have you on and dive right into right into the action. And I guess let's just start by, you know, piecing up the, the, the women's draw a little bit. Uh, we can work our way sort of top to bottom and just uh, sort of do a higher level, uh, analysis on sort of, you know, and make some predictions that uh, we we love to do. Uh, so mm-hmm. let's just, let's look at the the top section. Obviously, the number one seed coming into this tournament um, is Igor Sviantek. And if we look at her section of the draw here, um, here, uh, I'm not
1: sure. For those of you, you listening in audio form, we will now describe the draw in detail.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... Uh, trying to get my trying to get the screen up for Nick so we can
1: actually i mean i can always get it up on um, on mine so we can talk through it
0: oh my goodness okay wait let me just see where this is okay there we go this is where it is I
1: mean, it's working vanch it's working we're fine
0: perfect okay yeah um so now i guess if we just look at this first section we've got um shiontech as a top seed and uh, potential Fourth round with Kujikova, it looks like. Either Kujikova yeah. or Azarenka and Drescu. Uh, without looking too far ahead, I guess, in this first top half, uh, what do you sort of make of Iga's
1: section? First three rounds shouldn't be a problem for her. Um, none of these really have the the, the firepower to, to challenge her. Um, uh, I would expect... Uh, Shviontech to be playing, you know, to get through Booksa fairly comfortably. Um, uh, same with her second round, whether it's in Albon or Lou. And then third round, be it Peterson or Bushkova, even Farrow or Wong. Like that's pretty that's a pretty tightly contested section. Um it's the fourth round of Krijjikova that's gonna be interesting because she's gonna be we know Kajikova has beaten Shviontek the last two times they've played, and Shviontek has a dip in the fourth round historically at majors. If you look at um Meyer US Open, Xiang last year's Ron Garros, um, even like 2021 against Bencic in the US Open, um, she she does have a bit of a fourth round problem. The only fourth round I think she's kind of breezed through was that Halep one in 2020, um at Roland Garros. So um I I think that would go that's gonna definitely go three sets, and how the third set goes is really gonna depend on how well Tech rallies. I think she's got the ability to hit through Kujikova on slower conditions, but I expect that one to be really close. Um, and then it's just going to see whether, de- I think, um, it's just going to come down to whether destiny is on Sviantec's side to, who wins that.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, someone who I'm keeping my eye out for, of course, all, all eyes are going to be on the Azarenka and Rescue match in this section to, two former slam champions. Mm-hmm. Um, Azarenka, I believe, was hurt in Rome, uh, so I'm interested to see how she she kind of rebounds from that. And Dresku is still coming back from that horrible injury she suffered in in Miami. Um, might take her a while to get sort of back into that rhythm that she was in, uh, particularly on the surface. But I'm I'm curious to see. I really hope we do get that uh, Krajikova Shiantek match. Uh, I'm probably more confident about Iga getting to the fourth round than I am krijikova Yeah. Um, I guess maybe another sort of dark horse in this section, Kalinskaya. Um, someone yeah. to just, uh, this circle, watch out for. She obviously had the win over uh, Rubakina in Madrid. And um, yeah, nursing a little bit of an injury herself um, as she got injured against Rubakina in Rome. And couldn't really see how that match played out. But uh, yeah, certainly I, I think one to watch. But if we look at the section below, just below that, we have Kura Matova and Goff. Um, what do you sort of make of where Coco's, Coco's at right now? I think this is a bit of a tough draw for for Coco Yeah,
1: this treatment. I mean, Masarva on clay is going to be tough. I, I think with Goff, she's she's kind of in a weird place. She's kind of reminding me. Her form's very similar to Osterpanko in some ways in that she'll breeze through her opening round and then the next match is going to be super tough. Um, I could see Julia grab her being a bit of a, a, a potential struggle in round two, but... Um, to be fair on golf, she does tend to lose to players who have, um, she's been losing to players with some pedigree. Like, um, who beat her in Rome? Can you remember? I think, I think that it was, was the was, one that was a little bit disappointing. It was disappointing. Buskova. Uh, Buskova. Yeah. Buskova. That's, yeah. yeah, that's not a terrible loss. And I'm looking at who who could stop her. I think, okay, let's just say the Mira Andreva hype train <laughs> continues. Yeah. Um, Great win for Mira, by the way, over Osorio in that uh, qualifying yeah. round. I mean, I didn't see it, but um, I, by all accounts, it was a good match. Um, like, I could see Mira Andreva putting off some kind of upset. I mean, look at that section. I think Kalanina's more likely. If it's Kalanina in the third round, definitely Kalanina's the favourite to upset Goff. Yeah. Um, I think if Goff gets to round four, most likely she's playing Kudimatova. Like, look at that section. Kutumatova is probably the heavy favorite to come through it. And I would say Kutumatova is the favorite to beat Goff in that fourth round. So for me, mm-hmm. Kutumatova is going to be the quarterfinest from that section. I don't see many other players likely to come through. And Drava being the main dark horse.
0: Yeah, uh, I think I think the main thing about this woman is there are so many great first round matches. Yes. Uh, I mean, right away we have Kanepi and Keys, We have uh, Kalanina and Diane Perry. Diane Perry, I believe, beat... Mm-hmm. Um, didn't she knock out krikova last year at the
1: she did yeah it was a French that was the, the first round yeah that uh, was put her on the map really
0: yeah uh, so that'll that'll certainly be one to watch uh, especially if you're there live for the you know with the French crowd I think they could really get behind her um and then probably another one I'm just looking at um grabber I think she's been Julia grabber I'm pretty sure that's how you say her name she's in the in the final of a t- 250 right now in
2: mm-hmm.
0: in Rabat and I think she's uh, She's got a, a sort of game that I think uh, could do some damage on the clay. I like her; like her forehand is is very much a clay court forehand. And uh, she, I think, last week she she had some big wins. She almost beat Kasakina. Okay. And I think she had another she had another big result somewhere. She's definitely done very well in, at the ITF level, and I think she could potentially make some noise. Although tricky with uh, with Masarova and, and Goff in that section too. so But certainly, I think Kutumitoba is my pick to get out of here. I think okay. we could see a, a Kutumitoba-Sviantek quarterfinal. That's kind of what I have right now.
1: Yeah, Kutumitoba against either Sviantek or Kujikovic.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then, of course, now we go to the bottom section of the top half. Rabakina, the highest seed there, um, mm-hmm. along with Jabor. Um, I guess if we look at Rabakina's eighth, uh, we see Adad Maya is probably the highest seed is the highest seed in that section. She got Shelby mm-hmm. Rogers, Alexandrova, uh Brenda Fruvertova coming off of qualif qualies. So that's uh she's certainly gonna be one to watch. Um Petrol is always very dangerous.
1: Um I'm gonna, gonna be- put Linda Noshkefer out there as a dark horse. She's got Dak Kovic yeah. in round one. Um, I don't think Frateva is going to have enough firepower to stop Rabakina, but Noskova definitely could. I think if it's a rabakina Noskova second round, that could be an upset alert. Um, I was talking with Jack Edwards, and he is really hoping for a Rabakina-Cerebez-Tormo third round. Just just <laughs> for the contrast, it's like bonkers um, nature of it. I think Owen um, would probably be well up for that match as well. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I think, uh, looking at this, there's there's a few potential upsets in there. If you go with, on paper, is the heavy favourite to come through it, but she's got some potential banana skins along the way.
0: Yeah, certainly that's... Also, I'm interested to see what Alexandrova does. I know she sort of prefers altitude and faster clay conditions, particularly Madrid. I'm curious to see how that... Translate as well as Hadan Maya, who doesn't seem to perform very well in majors, but certainly an exceptionally consistent tour level player. Um,
1: but I, I Maria is an intriguing matchup there.
0: Yeah, uh, that's going to be an interesting contrast, especially with all the variety that Maria has and uh, a bunch of slice backhands and um, some really physical points for sure. Uh, I probably think you know, if I were to say, I think Martich, I think she has a good chance of getting to the third round. But I don't, I'm not sure if, I don't think she has enough firepower, especially to hurt Rabakina. Actually, I, I think I'd like Rabakina to just, to come through this section. I had my doubts about Rabakina on on the clay before before Rome. And I think she just completely erased all those doubts. I know she had three retirements in there and three very good wins, but she showed me enough, particularly in the second set against Svantec, to think that this, her kind of, quick style play with early aggression and strong returns. And obviously the big, the serve is so accurate. I feel like it can work on any surface and, um, it's, it's so precise. And I think mm-hmm. the, the kind of power tennis she plays definitely can translate. I believe Roland Garros quarterfinals before had one Bucharest as well before in 2019. And now obviously has the Rome title. I think she's playing in, with that sort of consistency that, uh, I could see her actually coming through without much problem. Into I would the, agree
1: with that to be honest.
0: But um, as we look at this bottom section, I had no idea what to do with Petra Kvitova, as usual, per predictions, <laughs> <laughs> because she's just, uh, yeah, she's, she's all, one of those hit or miss players. Obviously, she had her amazing run in Miami, and, um, but I, I'm just, I'm just not sure. It Doesn't seem to have much, what sort of form. Going and if it all clicks, uh, you know she could certainly get out of this section for sure. Um, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, you got Vekic in there, you got Renata Para in there, Contivate. W- w- what do you kind of think about? It? I think this is a very open section, especially because um, Jabor is uh, a question mark as well with her with her health. I didn't it's think only a- right it's and wrong.
1: It's only open because of the Jabir question mark. I will say for Jabir, she was very unfortunate with the draw she got in Rome because she got Paula Badossuk, who was at that point looking pretty good until that spinal fracture. Yeah. Um sad to see, but, but also not in this in this it's this... so frustrating because she was looking pretty good. Um Jabir, I, I think Jabir has got the opportunity to kind of like recover, heal up, um, and ease back into it. So um, I think that she should beat Bonzetti. She should beat whoever she gets in the second round. Um, she may have a couple of tricky opponents in the third or fourth round, but I actually think Chabert's still the favourite to get through this section, health, ha- uh, regardless of where she's at health-wise. Um, and then have a, and have a quarterfinal battle with Rabakina, which would be, I think would be, if Shabir if is fit, would be a very entertaining match because you've got the contrast of Rabakina's flat hitting, trying to hit flat uh, on clay against Shabir's naturally varied style um, yeah. I think that would be a very exciting potential matchup if there are problem- I think in terms of I wouldn't call them dark horses because I, they're sort of tentative dark horses because I know they're technically seeded a couple of names that are standing out to me as potential people who could pull off up some upsets and make their way through Donna Vekic and yeah. Sarana Castella. Um those would be the ones I am like hmm. Um, I agree with you Kvitova I don't I'm not putting much stock in her in this draw. And historically, at Roland Gauss hasn't been great. I know she's a semi-finalist here. That was weird circumstances, 2020. Um, but uh, Donna Vekic, um, I think, would we'll probably get into the fourth round. And I then think it, if anyone's upset, Jabir, it's probably Sustair. Um, So then you've got Vekic or Kastair getting through to the quarters. Um, that would be quite tight to call, I think. Maybe Kastair having the edge given her clay history. Um, so those would be like other people I'd keep an eye out for, but I would still back Shabir as the favorite.
0: Yeah. Certainly. I think if she was, she was fully fit and healthy, I'd probably have her coming through. Uh, I'm curious to see that Bronzetti match. Obviously Bronzetti is in the final robot taking on Grabber. And she had some good wins this week over Maria and Stephens today. Um, okay. she's been building up some momentum and I think she's just naturally suited to the surface. Um, uh, but I'm curious to see about like yeah, Kirstea is probably the one that I maybe might go for, just because you know very open section. So I might, mm-hmm. I might just, uh, I might just go with her. Uh,
1: to take- I haven't looked at the results from Rabat yet, so I didn't know Brosetti was in the final. So that's a tougher draw than I thought, actually, making me rethink a little bit. But I still think she should come through it if she's healthy. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, uh, certainly would love to see Rubak and uh, Jabor. Rematch of the Wimbledon final, of course.
1: Of course, yeah. And that on clay, very different dynamic.
0: Yeah. Um, but I, I agree with you about Vekic. I think Vekic is a great shot. Obviously, still working with, with Pam Shriver. It's got her ranking all the way back inside the top 25. She won a title this year. Yeah. Most of her losses, I would say, have been pretty good losses uh, to good players. So I think she's she's definitely at least been winning a couple of matches every tournament she's been playing. So i I definitely like her to at least get to the third round um but a lot of opportunity here. I guess if we go to the bottom half uh right away, you look at the two biggest popcorn matches here actually, yeah I, mean, I
1: would say all the, the the re that there's some good popcorn matches actually there's many uh, in, this, this section in, is loaded in, with them it, it, yes it, second second half of the draw is just full of it and yeah. uh yeah. And and I know what immediately stood out to you, which is Sakari Mukova, yeah. um, which could like in which could be a quarterfinal. Let's be honest. Yeah. And it's the first round.
0: Yeah, and this was the second round last year as well, and you know two very tight sets, tiebreak, one of the actually highest quality matches of last year's tournament. Mukova ended up getting the win, um, but a little bit worried about Sakari for this first round, just because Mukova is so much better than her, her ranking and. Um, you know, certainly had a very good match against Medosa as well, last in, in Rome, and she's been building some momentum here. And if she's healthy, she could actually go on a pretty big run here.
1: Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, like she's been getting to quarterfinals of um, 1000s, um, like nobody's business, and I, I imagine she'd do the same in a major. Um, so I think Makova, um, might be I, I think McCover and Saka is too close to call. Um I I would imagine whoever wins that match is going to be the favourite to get through into the quarterfinals. The only other name that I'd potentially throw out there would be um I w- maybe Ben Chich, but she doesn't have a great history outside of Charleston on clay. Yeah um, she hasn't
0: played since Charleston as well
1: exactly yeah so she's not looking great Um, I think she's got a bit of a nice draw to get herself into it but um, the other names I'm looking out for Leila Fernandez um, that could be a a potential quarterfinest given she got there got to the stage last year and um, is looking for some redemption she's got a nice first round in Magda Lynette who's not in form Um, the other name and this is a real dark horse name Clara Towson uh, Quarter qualifier playing herself back into form she's been injury plagued. this would be the exact kind of event that she could break back into the big time and say hey remember me you were hyping me up a year or two ago yeah. um i i would be excited to see that happen
0: oh yeah i'm totally here for a clara toss and run because especially last year i think she got to her career high ranking early last year she was like 33 in the world and she had yeah. she had a uh, Pushed Danielle Collins at the Australian Open. They played an amazing match. She'd already won a title. Uh, she'd she was tearing things up. I think she was the one who beat Raducanu in that in that uh, Cleveland Challenger final before Raducanu went and won the U.S. Open. Yeah. So for me, I think, and especially indoors as well as clay, I think she announced herself three years ago at the French when she beat Jennifer Brady in the first round there. Uh, Brady coming off of the U.S. Open run. run. So I think. Yeah, and she's got three matches under her belt. That's very dangerous because I don't feel very good about Lynette or or Fernandez. I think Fernandez is still looking to get the form that she was back in last year when mm-hmm. she made the quarters and then fortunately injured her foot and that kind of derailed her momentum and been off tour for about two or three months and just trying to rebuild. I, I suspect she'll get it back soon, but I don't know if she'll, it'll be now. Um, I definitely agree yeah. with you about Mukhova. Teichman is always one to watch she's definitely a bit uh, she's definitely fallen a bit in the rankings with some some tough draws but i think uh she has the type of game that could work on this surface i think she made the if fourth like, round last year as well
1: if you like your clay court tennis Irani Taikman's a nice first round match to watch
0: yeah i'll certainly have my eyes on, on that um Bencic Bench- Bench- should get through these first couple of rounds if she's healthy i think um if we see like a toss and Bencic third round that that would be very interesting same with the uh, yeah,
1: you know yeah, I, I I think the quarterfinal I, I think the quarterfinalist from this section is pretty open, but I think it's gonna be one of Sakari, Mukova, or Towson. Yeah.
0: I think I'm gonna go with Mukova.
1: Yeah, I'm edging that way as well. But probably really but like if I was gonna go with my heart, Clara Towson.
0: Yeah. Um it's possible. Let's see it. Uh, and then and then the, the section below that, of course, we got Pagula as the number three seed. You know, usually I always just pencil Pagula into the quarterfinals just because she's been so so consistent. Um, just apart from Rome and Indian Wells this year, she's basically been in the quarters at least at every single event that she's played, all the way dating back to Cincinnati of last year. But this first round against Danielle Collins has me really intrigued. Collins sort of has a history of taking uh, long breaks on the tour and then coming back and being dangerous right away. I think of the U.S. Open last year, where she didn't play anything in the build-up from the Wimbledon to the U.S., and then you know, knocked off Naomi Osaka, went on a nice run to the second week. And she's feeling it. That's certainly a, a dangerous match for Pagula, although I suspect Pagula will probably come through it. Um, but there's you've got some dangerous seeds here in Podopova as well as Samsonova. Um is sort of rounding a little bit closer back, to, back into form. Townsend-Portopova, that's another first-round match that's certainly very interesting.
1: If you want an aggro match, Corné Georgie for first-round. Oh, round. my
0: goodness, yes. That's going to be...
1: That has aggro on the blue right. That court's going to be in flames by the end of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that certainly... Especially uh, with the maybe... French crowd involved. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Uh, we'll
0: certainly be there for the handshake for that one.
1: Um, yeah, I agree with you. I Don't sleep on Linda for a bit of her. A... Um, yeah. I think, you know, that's a dangerous first round match for Anastasia Pavlovich Um And I think whoever wins that, probably I could see her upsetting then upsetting Sabsonova if she's not already upset by Volinets, Because I'm not convinced yeah. Sabsonova is going to be fully really comfortable. Elise Mertens as well. Um, we always kind of overlook her a little bit, but she's she can be dangerous for an upset. Yeah, this section's really, really open. On paper, it should be Pagula, but I'm not massively confident in her right now. Um, I could see Potapova making it.
0: Yeah, I've had Potapova sort of as one to watch all year. Um, This could be her time. It could Uh, be. But you know what? Actually, I'd love to see another Potapova and Pagula fourth round. It's because they played each other in Indian Wells and Miami and all their matches have just gone... Right to the wire, third set tie break, seven five in the third.
1: Um, and, and the winner of that will play the winner of the previous section, which is the Sakari Mukova Towson Fernandez yeah. section. Um this is a super open quarter. Like the the yeah. there is a French Open semifinal, major championship semi final right on the table here.
0: Yeah, and and the one thing I will say though, if Sakari is able to get through Mukova. You know, I could see, I could see her just getting to the semis just because,
1: yeah,
0: you know, like after that, I, I think th- that's where sort of our physicality
2: or her- Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role.
3: to find out if it's right for you.
0: High floor or um like high margin tennis, I think under pressure, especially if she's just having to fight her way back in some of these matches. Like I could see her most of the time, they they sort of do fall her way in some big events during the year. And I think that could be, it could be one. I mean, semi-finalists two years ago um, had her chances to get to the final couple of match points in that match with Kritikova, But yeah, uh, beyond the semis, I'm not sure for Zachary, but I think certainly a uh, semifinal here wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. Although her against Pagula, I think it's a great opportunity for Pagula as well if she was just, you know, I'm I'm interested to see how that goes because she she lost to Townsend early in Rome, but then, you know, we have two weeks after that and she plays a lot of doubles. And uh, on, on the one hand, I kind of think her, better, her game is suited better towards faster courts and grass and U.S. Open, I sort of think her. Uh, where if she was gonna make her first semifinal, it'll probably come there. Yeah um as opposed to that will play. She didn't get to the quarters last year, but yeah, just based on law of averages, I might just still go with Pagula. Just mm. feels
1: like the safest bet. If if we take the so let's say the on paper scenario happens, Sakari Pagula, I would give Sakari the edge. I would as well. I, on this on this surface, I think I would too. I yeah. agree with that. Um I actually think what's probably gonna happen is we're gonna have a uh this is gonna be like the the semi finalist no one calls from this yeah. section. Um I'm gonna say this again, Clara Towson question mark? Or is that being way too optimistic? But I no, I, I'm not being completely serious with that, but I think it's a possibility. Um I could also see Fravitova doing it, Pavlychenkova getting back. Um, you've got Mertens maybe doing something here, Potopova. Um, there's a lot of good candidates here for a run, and I think this is going to be the most chaotic section of the draw.
0: Yeah, I could totally see that. I'm having a really tough time calling it. I mean, if I just say Pagula, I feel like that's this is the one where the surprise semi finalist is going to come from, and it is the yeah. most wide-open section. And the thing about Makova is, I could have her in the quarters, but oh, Mikova, I just don't yeah. know about her. I just don't know if she can back up those wins consistently, especially with given her fitness uh, and durability in tournaments.
1: And Clay uh, going to be the ultimate test of that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And even even like last year when she beat Sakari, I think she was up one Mova and then she injured herself, uh, and then had to retire in the third set. And and then it sort of it sort of was like. Every single time you had a player score a big win, they weren't quite able to back it up the next round. And you still got really good matches, but you just weren't getting, um, like, Mukova all the way through because it... certainly a lot of candidates here.
1: Mm-hmm. We've got one more quarter to go.
0: Yeah. Um, let's just tackle that one before we come back to... Yeah predictions uh, but
1: yeah uh yeah then the first section is is uh is another fairly open one for different reasons there's a lot of players in interesting form um svitolina trevasan is a match that i've got my eye on as being a potentially really interesting one two great clay court is going head to head svitolina finding some form again trevasan getting some more consistent form in um I would I'm definitely putting that on if I can. Um Vondrosheva's in this section, Cassiden is in this section, Ostapenko's in this section. I have an idea of who's gonna come through it. Um might be a surprise. I don't know. What do you reckon, Vunch?
0: Yeah, I think my dark horse in this section is probably Vondrosheva. I just really like her on the surface. Um obviously French Open Finalist before um has been in great form. Ranking is kind of not indicative of her build level. Um, I like the way Spitalina yeah. is also playing. That Spitalina-Travis on a match. is definitely one to watch. I think I wouldn't even rule out a Garcia run, like, because she's playing at home. I don't have a great feeling about her,
1: but... No. But she doesn't have a... She's got Wang ji Yeah. who... Um... You, I it's don't know what it depends fight. on who turns up that day. Like, that's a tough that could be tough or it could be easy. I, it depends on how Wong is playing. Yeah. Potentially Blink of a round two that should be fine for Garcia. I think if it's a round three against Svitalina or Trevisan, that's where things get tricky for yeah. Garcia. Um, And I definitely think a round four against uh, Ostapenko, Vondrosheva or Kasakina or even a Nimear. Um Nimaya Kasakina, interesting first round uh that's uh that's gonna be when maybe the garcia train ends but i agree with you i think she's got a good enough draw that um i wouldn't be surprised to see her in the second week uh here but we'll have to see what happens i think my favorite to come through this section is actually vondrosheva i know she's and that makes her a dark horse um but i actually think she's the favorite to come out the section my dark horse would actually be svitolina
0: yeah, that's an not Think was a good dark horse to have in this section. Um Yeah. Ah. Ostapenko's another one you just you just don't know. I think she's lost the most sets this year. And then six <laughs> one or six two or six oh. But then she's also come out and won a lot of those matches. But
1: <laughs> don't I, try and pick Ostapenko. Just don't Yeah.
0: I, I would uh, I would also watch out for Peyton Starnes. I think she's Definitely has a game that is more naturally suited to Clay than some people think. He's uh, obviously the NCAA champion. Played a great match against Stephens yesterday. Had about three match points. Couldn't quite come through it, but um, I've, I've been impressed with her. I watched her play Andrescu and in, Indian Wells, um, And she made some noise there, certainly. I definitely agree with you about Vondroshuva. I might even put her the favorite against Kazakina, as well as whoever comes through the Ostapenko. Siniakova section. Um, and then probably even against Garcia as well. Similar to Gar- similar to Mukova, I think. Uh two very dangerous two absolutely they'd probably be the top two unseated uh, dark horses in this entire draw,
1: I think. Yeah, I'd agree. Um Czech tennis once again producing great depth of talent um, across the board. Yeah. Um speaking of czech tennis, I I think this match may well get on a big court um because it's a world former world number 1 against a major champion Pliskova Stevens. Um I know some people may not necessarily be super excited for that matchup because they're both super streaky players, particularly Stevens. I could see a scenario where Stevens upsets Pliskova. She's building some momentum on clay right now. Um and then that would be, that would really open up that section of the draw. Um, so I would expect to see, yeah, Priscikava Stevens on Chatrier or um, Longland. Uh, Kostyuk Sabalenka. Um, that's going to have some match with some emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. I could see Kostyuk has the, although Kostyuk does have a great record against top 10 players, she does have the game to take it to Sabalenka on slow clay, which Sabalen- it is, is Sabalenka's least comfortable surface. I have that on an upset alert, not a major one, because I think Sabalenka should be the favourite, but I, I would not be surprised if Sabalenka gets upset and then that blows the section wide open, in which case then, who are you looking coming through it? Stevens or Kostyuk? maybe. Oh, John Chin-Wen. John Chin-Wen would probably be the yeah. main favourite then. Um, to then come through. Uh, I think most people probably put a Zhang Sabalenka fourth round, which would be interesting, but I would back Sabalenka to to, to get the job done in that situation. So Sabalenka should come through this. It's a, It should be a soft draw for her, but I can see this potential banana this is, skin.
0: I think this is a, this is a pretty decent draw. This, this does feel pretty soft after the first round, I think. The Kostyuk the yeah. one is tricky, but I think after that, uh, I like round two for her. I like round three. The question is round four. Um, what do you think the head-to-head is between Pushko and Stephens off the top of your
1: mm-hmm. head? 3-1 uh, Stephens.
0: Close. 4-1 Stephens. <laughs> <laughs> and the last time they played was at Roland Garros in the second round two years ago and Stephens won it pretty straightforwardly.
1: I would imagine uh, this is going to be a scenario where Stephens should be more comfortable but it's all going to be on her level because we know what she's like. I said, streaky. Yeah.
0: Yes, I think probably Zhang is the safe bet here to get to the fourth round, although... Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you never know with Stephen; Like, she can put it put a run together to the quarters like she did last year. Um, or in 2019, even. In 2018, she got to the final. So I feel like this is her most consistent major and a place where she tends to be less streaky than in other majors, even though she's won the US Open. But, yeah, uh, yeah and also Zidanecek Zhang is going to be an interesting first round to obviously a semifinalist in 2021 and coming through quality qualities that could be dangerous um but i like Zheng. uh you know i think i think Zheng and sabalenka is still my i'm still going to go with sabalenka i just don't see um i don't see sabalenka losing before the quarters uh and then what yeah i think
1: that if we're talking about sabalenka von a quarterfinal potentially
0: yeah all right,
1: actually,
0: so, let's just yeah. go through the, through the quarters right now. So, for the yeah. top half, who do you have in your quarters? Uh,
1: I, I I am doing the, the sort of fearful fan thing of really, like, I've got it in my head that Tech may well lose that fourth round to Krajikova. On the other hand, it really depends on how Kuczykova's form is because she's been losing unexpectedly. She could not... If she doesn't get to the fourth round, that opens everything up massively for Sviantek. And if she has a dip, even against Andreescu, she will come through it. So I'm going to go on the balance of probability that it's going to be Sviantek against um, Kudamatova in the quarterfinals. And no contest. Sviantek has a massive advantage over Kudamatova in that matchup. Um, and will get to the semis out of that. I have the exact same thing. <laughs> Easy.
0: But uh, the the section below that, um, I have Rabakina, and I'm going to go with Kirstea, but I'm not very confident, and I'm going to say Rabakina comes through.
1: I'm saying Rebakina jabba and I'm saying Rabakina comes through. But I... That, that, if that did happen, I would not be surprised to be wrong on that one. For sure.
0: Um, and then now we get to
1: the interesting last oh, two gosh, sections.
0: is going to get chaos.
1: All written over it. Um, Do I go I... with my head prediction or my gut prediction? Any prediction you like. <laughs> Any prediction I like. No, that wasn't meant to be an actual... That was a rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I'm going through the exact same thoughts. Um, But I have Makova in my quarters. Against? Against. I'm going to go with... I'm deciding between Podopova and Kakula. Yeah. I wouldn't even be surprised if Maya Sharif does something here, actually, mm. when I'm thinking about it.
1: Elise uh, Mertens, Anastasia Pavlachankova? Maybe. Um, I think I'm going to... Do I want to be boring or do I want to be interesting? So, okay. My head is telling me Sakari versus Pagula. Yeah. My kind of guts of seeing how this is drawn and, and wanting the crazy story um, I'm is making me go with Towson versus Potapova.
0: Okay. Wait. Thompson? Towson? Towson. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Tossin versus Bottom Over.
1: Oh, interesting. Um,
0: I like which,
1: that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like my, how I think it might just purely, un- but my gut is more often wrong than my head. Yeah, I could see. Um, I'm going to sure say, it's... I'm going to be boring and say Sakari Pagula, but. Okay i i don't want to be boring though
0: i know um i'm just going to go with i'm going to go with Makova and Pagula.
1: okay and then the last section vondroshi for sabalenka okay yeah
0: i definitely have sabalenka um I'm gonna go with
1: Ostapenko. Oh, oh! I really want that quarterfinal. I want that quarterfinal.
0: It's a little risky, like for Ostapenko, for me to predict Ostapenko to put it together for four matches in a row. But I do feel like she's at least a little more stable now, where I could just potentially seeing and seeing her having a lot of lopsided sets, but just coming through them and. Just, uh, she gets the right conditions for her. I think she could be, a, she could make a run here.
3: Um, mm.
0: yeah. Uh, after that, it gets tricky because obviously then, um, you know, if her serve isn't firing very well and her movement is good, probably going to get a little bit exposed, but obviously from the baseline, we know, uh, she can be deadly off both wings. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to take Ostapenko and Sabalenka. I just really want to see that match.
1: But then the question is, who wins that match?
0: I think Sabalenka. I just feel like her headspace would be a lot better at that point. Um, and just based on the matches that I've seen with Rubakina and Ostapenko, I don't know if Ostapenko has enough to sustain
1: that for yeah. two whole sets. I would agree with that. Here's the thing. The further Sabalenka gets past the fourth round, the less confident I am in picking her to win matches. And the reason for it is her French Open record. Because she's yeah. never been past the third round. Um, yeah. So I, I'm i a little reluctant to put too much weight behind her. Um, mm-hmm. I am very, very tempted to predict the upset and go for Vondrosheva over Sabalenka. But I think von might run out of steam in the quarterfinal by that point. So I am going to go with Sabalenka to make the semis and play probably mm-hmm. Um Wow!
0: Well, so we got ourselves. So you're giving yourself a rematch of the Indian World semifinals.
1: Yeah, and the Madrid one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I went with my chaos pick. Actually,
0: not entirely Madrid because Rabakina didn't
1: get there. but Yeah. Um, If I I went with my Chaos pick, then probably Potapova-Sabalenka. Either way, I think Sabalenka gets into the final from that semi. Svjantek-Rabakina rematch from Rome. Svjantek's taking that one, I think. Svjantek would have won that match if she was 100% Elwood... Closer to 100% than she was. Um, I actually fully believe that if she carried on, she would have won it in the fitness state that she was. So um, I think she was wise to stop. But um, I, I think that Svantec will beat Rabakina in that semi. And the balance of probability is that it's going to be a Svantec-Sabalenka final. Um, although I would not be surprised to see a sakary final or even a Svantec-Vondroshofer final. Um or Shvontek Clara Towson, who knows? Let's just invest go oh, no, I'm not yeah. gonna go down that train. Um but if Sabalenka gets to the final, if she's playing Krujika or Orbakina or Shviontek, she's gonna be the second favourite. Um and uh I think I think we know where we are. I think balance of probability is that Ika is gonna win a third Ron Garros title.
0: Yeah. So my semifinals are Pekula, Sabalenka and John Tech and Ravakina. yeah. And I agree with everything you said about the first semifinal. I'm gonna say Bob of averages. I'm gonna say Iga gets to the final, and I'm gonna say Sabalenka has enough to get to the final. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just stick with the theme, just because I feel like this is a different Sabalenka this year. Um, I know that she lost early in Rome, but maybe I put that down more to mm-hmm. Kenin playing insanely well, and of course Sabalenka coming off the really uh drastic change in conditions between Madrid and sea level clay and in Rome and just didn't seem mentally in it to try to mount a comeback after she lost the first set. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Sabalenka and Shviante will get a rematch of the Madrid final. And I'm gonna say this one is gonna be closer to the final that we saw in Stuttgart as opposed to the one we saw in Madrid.
1: I would I agree with somewhere
0: that. In between uh those two matches. Potentially a third set or two tight sets for Sviantek. And I'm gonna see that Shiontek wins her first big title since the u s open,
1: yeah, um, and I think it would be it it would be an overdue big title for Fiontek, and that's one of the reasons why I'm willing to back her is that it is overdue
0: it definitely does um yes, yeah, especially with the injury in Rome as well as you know a few other circumstances you could point to in between why she hasn't won one um but the fact is that she's she's the best player on this surface, and I pretty much take her over. Anyone in the field, so I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to say Shiontek wins her third Roland Garros title, and yep. I think we both have that as our final prediction.
1: I th- I think so too. Um, and I yeah, I think that would be cool. To be honest, I know some people probably a little bit fed with Shviantek winning, but I don't think she's winning enough to be to be bored of it anymore or be worth it. Yeah. Um, and I think having someone controlling a slam and 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 pushing. For greatness, we haven't had that since Serena Williams on the women's side, and yeah. I think that's going to be interesting to unfold. Um, and I know you you probably agree with that, given that you're hyping eager and Carlos at the minute.
0: Yeah, that actually brings me to my next uh, my next segue. Um, if you follow us all on Twitter, be sure to give um, Tennis Bagels a follow at Tennis and Bagels. Be sure to check out Talking Tennis. Nick does some great work for for Talking Tennis every week on the WTA. So be sure to check out his shows. They're always fantastic. I love the guests Nick uh, brings on, as well as as well as John and Damien and all the all the other fantastic contributors we've got. Um, and of course, Nick, where can we also follow you on Twitter?
1: You can follow me at Nick underscore B Carter. Um, yeah, uh, follow me there um for me to like put out the occasional relevant tweets most of it at the minute is me promoting anything happening on talking tennis or the occasional popcorn tennis article i write um or whatever podcast i'm appearing on uh this week so um but yeah check it out um, try to bring some positive vibes um to the world of tennis twitter um and uh, you'll very rarely see me give a negative opinion um about something so if you want if you want to if you want to someone shoe up give me a follow
0: yeah exactly we definitely need more of that on twitter so all for that nick um and yeah it was really exciting to to have you guys on here stay tuned as we're going to keep uh giving you more coverage during the during Ramon Garros, both on the igar and carlos tennis show that i host with damien as well as on this channel and andre and owen i'm sure will be back with some more podcasts and uh yeah just stay tuned this was this was a lot of fun finally to have you on Nick and you made your debut and I guess uh, what better tournament to have your debut on than rolling Garros as it's just around the corner
1: Indeed. maybe Wimbledon because that's the tournament that we fall in love with tennis but uh, Roland Garros is right? definitely yeah yeah uh, one that um, I would definitely say that Roland Garros is like up there as well it was the first tournament I watched outside of Wimbledon uh, and uh, it's always it's always great fun to follow so thanks for having me on Vansh
0: yeah Really enjoyed it, Nick. Uh thanks a ton. And Bubat, let everyone enjoy their bagel and off we go.